<laughs> I already blew it. Hey, welcome, welcome to the dead. Because I just did a show, like a radio show last night for, and they do like, they they asked me to read some bumpers and uh, I was like, eh, I guess we could do that. But it's kind of dumb, right? It's like, welcome to the Dead Baby Bear podcast. <laughs> You're listening to CFRO 100.7 Co-op Radio Vancouver. <laughs> we should get people to do bumpers for our show, but don't have them on. Yeah. We should. Yeah. You're just right. Like- just like our friends, just like never a, have them on. Not even friends, just like a lady at co-op. You're listening. <laughs> you are listening. <laughs> Where is she from? The Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening. Yeah, We're that'd so- be fun to get bumpers for that. From just random people at co-op. Hey, can I get you to read this? Uh, You're listening to Dead Baby Bear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But they have to state their full name. Yeah, my dad. My dad's a good guy, but he's reached that age where, like, it's it's um, you get to an age where every you talk a lot about you, the only thing you want to talk about is other people that are dying. Yeah. So it's kind of. Oh yeah, my mom. My mom of, was there. It's kind of depressing because it's like, well, he's got you know Frankie. He's he's got cancer. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, is it treatable? Oh, God, no. Not, you know, like everything. Oh, God, no. Not only does everybody have a horrible disease, but it's it's not treatable. It's all it's over. <laughs> it's deadly cancer. But I mean, that's just normal. Like, like uh, 20 years ago, he was talking about all his friends getting married, you know, and right. then having kids. Now it's all your friends die. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just it what happens like, it used to be like my mom gave me a lot of pressure to have kids and now it's like you know my mom's giving my mom really wants me to die <laughs> my, mom's, my mom's giving me a lot of pressure to go to the doctors just because all <laughs> my friends are dead she wants me to also be dead I think that that becomes a thing though like my mom used to read the obituaries every single day and then she'd be like oh I got another prayer service to go to <laughs> It's because your bo- your body starts to remind you of your mortality. Like it's easy to feel immortal in your twenties and thirties because you don't have any nagging pains. Yeah. But I'm at an age now where like I have nagging pains every day. Like I'll have some kind of like under rib pain, and then a back thing, and then something that radiates from the top to the bottom. Something that goes root to tip. And or then you find a bump, and you're like, "Well, that's a tumor for sure." Yeah, and you're. Do you, do you often feel your breasts for cancer? Oh, yeah. I feel my breasts all the time for cancer and for fun. <laughs> yeah. How did you find but, out? Well, I, fa- I was on OnlyFans. <laughs> I got this one guy who really wants me to get mammograms. <laughs> I don't know. That's gross. <laughs> so did, you have, did you have any money uh, in GameStop? Did you win big? No, I did not win big. And I've been following that subreddit for a while. Like I knew what was going on, but I just don't understand. Well, first of all, I don't have money to invest in anything. Right. Second of all, I, I still didn't understand it very much. Um, I still kind of don't. All I know is that I think it's awesome that rich people are getting fucked over. <laughs> I think it's funny that the, in, when it comes to finances, there's Goliath, there's David, and then under David, there's us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like there's like billionaires that have all this leverage and all this power and all this money, 
And then there's David who has not much money, but knowledge. And then, so that's their little slingshot is like, they have as much knowledge, but not as much money to create leverage. So they just have this little slingshot. And then under David is a littler person without a slingshot. And that's, that's us. That's us. Like I got an email a couple of weeks ago from TD where like, like I bank and they're like, start investing with us. It's easy. Simply put in $15,000 into this account. And I'm like, simply put in $15,000. I Oh, Sean's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Sean died. Oh no, Sean. <laughs> Sean went broke. Yeah. yeah <laughs> TD bank got to him. T- he heard TD Bank and he was furious, he was so like, he just oh. hung up. He's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> is he coming back?" <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I lost you guys. <laughs> we yes. lost you. He's back, back okay. again. Um, okay, so yeah, they said simply, simply give us fifteen thousand dollars to put in an account, and I was like, I don't think I've ever had fifteen thousand dollars in an account ever in my life. <laughs> Well, that's the thing too, is like rich people don't lose. So even in this scenario, it's still the hedge fund managers who lost all this money, lost regular people's money, right? They didn't lose their own money. Yeah. They lost poor people. They lost, you know, regular people's investments in a hedge fund. You know, it wasn't their cash. So yeah. even, even though they lost 40% of their business and it's like, fuck you, that's what I love about poor people is we're like, yeah, you fucking, we redistributed that wealth from poor, those poor people to these poor people. And, well, rich people. I, and everybody, no solidarity. No, we're like, well, fuck those other people that invested with those hedge funds. Even now investing, even investing, you have to be, you have to be rich for investing to work. Honestly, like, I invested in the real estate market and I lost and I've been losing since 2007 and I won't win for another 15, 20 years. Like I'm literally not going to, I'm like, I'm literally going to be 65 when this mess of a condo that I bought in 2000 for way too much money pays off if it ever does. And everyone's always like, Oh, invest in real estate. It's you'll always win with real estate. You can't lose with real estate unless there's some kind of a bubble that bursts. You're like, well, when would, when's that going to happen? Right now, as soon as you bought right it, now. you bought it bursting, bubble burst. Yeah, it's the Kath- it's known it's known in the financial markets as the Kathleen effect. <laughs> I sat on that bubble and it burst. Kathleen <laughs> got into it. When I sit, I sit. <laughs> <laughs> I live my I live my jokes. My jokes are my right reality. Fucking bubble. I mean, it's kind of fun, right? It was a kind of fun story to follow, and then like, I like. I like learning stuff. So I was like, okay, well, how do you, what do you, how do you short sell something? Like, it, you know, like you just bet on it to fail. It's kind of, it would be fun to be a hedge fund manager and just place this bet on this company to lose and then go out in and do interviews where you're like, I don't know. I think that dead baby bear podcast sucks. And then people just lose confidence. Like it'd be cool to have that power where it's just like you speaking you just talk about something and then 10 minutes later you see a stock price that you know rep that represents is like oh that person sean the converse said it sucks so it sucks and now i can like you can make money by just like saying something sucks you have that much power i think yeah i think that's the gross part though like it's just like it's it's crazy that these people decided well we're just gonna bet against this company 
And then it did start to fall. Like you could close down a company where like people work and make a living just because you decided you wanted to make a little bit of extra money. Like it's rich people are gross. Rich people yeah. that have always been rich are gross. I, I find like if it's somebody that's never been poor or never felt like shit, then they'll be, there's, there's still some sort of soul inside of them. But people that are rich and have always been rich are gross. Yeah, because they, th yeah, they, they think that you're worthless, right? They think, yeah. you know, like, they're like, well, Kathleen, like, she's worthless. You know, of course I make money and she doesn't. You know, they don't <laughs> but, really think that you deserve dignity or anything like that. It's like, like, all that stuff is earned as far as they're concerned and they've earned it. But there's no way that you can say, like, I earned my money. I earned this house. I earned this yacht um, by betting on companies to fail and then push and then using my leverage to push them into the ground. And then I, and then I made a fortune off of it. Like, can you really say that there's dignity in that work or that there, or that you earned that money? Like that's not earning something. You no. haven't created anything. You've helped to destroy something and profited off of its destruction. That and then also the people like, you know, if you have a good business and you start making a lot of money and you're like, oh, I'm a good businessman. I'm like, no, you got lucky and your employees are really good because they're keeping your business afloat and you got lucky. Like, that's literally what it is. It's like Jeff Bezos got lucky. Like, he had an idea and it worked. I, tons of people have ideas that don't work. Tons of people fail every day with their oh ideas God. that they want. Look at every work. idea. We, look at every idea we've ever had. They've all, I didn't even write any material for our... <laughs> our Republican comedy tour. Like oh, I was yeah. supposed to. Shit, I forgot <laughs> I didn't about even write Republican one joke. comedy tour. Fuck, you forgot <laughs> about your conservative joke? I, I don't even, I, you know, the only thing I could do is like maybe I should do like a Lauren Bobart impersonation or the other, the lady that thinks all the school shootings are a, a hoax. Marjorie oh, yeah. something. Yeah, she's kind of cute. Fuck, they're crazy. I think I wrote another one and then I just can't fucking find it. Like there's the Oh, you actually did the homework. <laughs> well, Kathleen, I'm looking to get my grades up. <laughs> I still I still can't. I don't know where it is. I can't find the joke right now, so it doesn't matter. No. Nah. I think it was dumb anyway. But no, no, psychiat I'm just looking through some jokes that I have here. <laughs> and, I and none of them are Republican enough? None of them feel like they're about that. But I know that I wrote one extra one. But yeah, I mean, that's what that we have no follow through, right? That's our yeah. problem. We're not we have this dumb idea. No, so maybe like those billionaires, they do work a little bit hard because they follow through with these good ideas. And that's what makes them rich. But the rest of us idiots, we have ideas, we just never put them into practice. Right, because they'd fail if we tried. <laughs> so what's the they fucking point? i saw this thing on on reddit i guess it was in like a calgary subreddit where it, so some guy there bought in edmonton he lives in edmonton he bought a lamborghini that's worth 4.3 million dollars for to live in edmonton first of all but 4.3 million dollars on a car is really it makes like it's disgusting like it's so gross Especially now when people like are just dying because they, they, everybody has like no money, you know, people that are flaunting their wealth right now are especially disgusting. 
Well, I think too, Alberta gets a bad rap in terms of like, oh my God, all the anti-maskers are there. But like, have you seen some of the protests in, in Europe? Like they're oh. lighting shit on fire. Like, you know, yeah. nobody's being like, oh, these Dutch redneck fucks. Yeah, true. But, I mean, but their but their their anti-mask, anti-lockdown rallies are like destroying shit. Like they're yeah. going absolutely. It's like you know seizing the capital bullshit. Albertans get this rap of like, look at these anti-mask, anti-lockdown loons. But they just walk around. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they pretty much fire to buildings and oh, they're just walking around saying like, yeah, open your business, and then nobody does, and they go oh. I still think you should set fire to a mask somewhere at a protest. A mask just, burning? That would remember be fun. when you were going to do that in Calgary, just like burning bras, but you're you're a man burning your mask because yeah, you feel constricted in it. Because <laughs> it's not, yeah. Because I just, it's about freedom, Kathleen. I love that too. Like, like women wear bras every day, and the bra I wore today was extremely uncomfortable, but I wore it to make society happier. They don't have to see my tits bouncing around. <laughs> I think women do it for themselves and then blame men. You know what I mean? Women, like, women do not wear bras for themselves. No? No. Really? You wear it for other people. We wear it for other people because I know plenty of women that go braless, like, because they just, they're like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what people think of what people think of. But, like, women wear bras because society makes us wear bras because we're told that we have to keep our breasts looking perky and perfect all the time. You can't have them hanging out. You can't have it a slight little bit of nipple showing. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Bras, I'd rather have an anti-bra protest than an anti-mask protest. I don't know. I think you can go upper body commando and, like, men wouldn't be like, that's disgusting. I highly disagree. I totally really? disagree. I've been with men when I see, when they, like, freak out because a woman's not wearing a bra. Like, really? they notice and they're like, whoa, she's not wearing a bra. Like... Yeah, but it's only the great tits that were like, it's, wow, look at those even, up without help. It's the little titties, it's the long titties, it's all titties. God, stop acting like like men are discerning with breasts. <laughs> stop acting like you're all like, ooh, I don't like those ones, but I like those ones. Shut the hell up. You all, you have all titties. No, that's a, just a punchline to a joke, right? Like, hey, I love little titties, big titties, all the titties. It's just a way for us to you know bur our you know it's just a way for us to tell jokes on stage real men are know the difference between tits and what 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 tits are gross and what tits aren't gross well what tits are gross then because it's all some people think tiny tits are gross and some people don't like it's all selecto i don't know this is a question better asked to jim you know i would say it's a case (laughs) by case basis (laughs) it's a case by case basis that's right well, so what? So I'm gonna ask both of you. What's it? What do what do gross tits look like to you? Gross. Yeah. Like what? Like you have to see it to know. Yeah, you'd have. Yeah, you can't just say I can't just say, but I can. You know, if we were walking down the street and you were like, "Are those gross?" I'd be like, "Yeah or no." I could give you a. I could give you a thumbs up or down on those. I wish I had like I wish I wasn't doing this on my phone right now, so I could hold up pictures of boobs and you can tell me if they were gross or not gross. You could rate boobs. But I still think women should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. Like, if you want them to be flopping around, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Nobody's going to stop you in the streets and say, come on, lady. I don't know. I I think that, like, it's just been ingrained in us for so long. You have to wear a bra. I've had, like, like, 
there was a girl that was working at the restaurant I was working at and she wouldn't wear a bra and she had like nice boobs, but you could see them through her shirt basically. Cause if she, if it was cold, you could definitely see them. And like people were offended. Really? Because they could see her nipple. Like nipples are like this weird thing because a, a, a man's nipple, eh, throw it on the internet. Who cares? But one lady nipple and people lose their fucking minds. Like I've made, a couple thousand dollars based off a nipple. <laughs> like it goes in both things. Like it can be good and bad, but like, yeah. seriously, like I can't believe I've made a couple thousand dollars off of nipples. It's funny. If we didn't have this nipple hang up, you'd, you would be even more broke than you are. I'd be so broke. We could never get skip the dishes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was thinking about doing a skip the dishes job, but you know, it's just like, why does the money have to be so bad, right? That's like, the problem. What do you make when you do that? I think I looked into it locally and it's like $4 a delivery. And then do you have to pay for your own gas and everything? Yeah, you drive your own car all over the place. And if it's, if it's a certain distance away from you, it's seven. Uh, but if it's like in your town or near your house, it's $4. So like I'd have to go to A&W, pick up the food, drop it off and get four dollars like what the fuck yeah it seems like but that's another company like that's a corporation they the people at top are making a ton of money because they have figured out a way to get other people to work for them for next to nothing why don't we try to sell skip the dishes short that'll be our move we'll put all the money <laughs> we have and just assume that skip the dishes is gonna go down because it will when COVID's over, right? Like the stock price of Skip the Dishes will go down when yeah. people are allowed to like drive to restaurants again. And people are going to be wanting to go out like hard. Like nobody's going to want to sit at home and eat their food at home. They want to be out in public. Things could get like really dicey here soon if like one of the variants, like if if the UK variant takes hold in Canada and there's another uptick in cases, people are just going to be like, okay, kill me. You know what? Yeah. Just fucking end it all. Let's just die together. If they had done like what it's true though, like it's, but it's because people still, even when we should have not had them, people still wanted their freedom. So in March, they should have shut everything down. You shouldn't have been allowed out in the streets. You should have, everything should have been shut down. You should have only been allowed delivery, you know, stuff like that but of course people are like well you still need to be able to but that's why like new zealand and australia and all those other places they got a hold of it quickly and they took control of it but out here we got too many yahoos wanting their fucking freedom and in order for them to get their freedom we're stuck in this pandemic longer which is like the stupid like if they actually sat and thought about it for two seconds if they're measly little brains <laughs> like i'm so mean uh, to anti-maskies because they're well, fucking it for all of us yeah, the problem with the anti-lockdown, anti-mask movement is their big thing is stop testing. Like, and it's like, well, what does that do? Like, that's the ultimate ostrich effect of just saying, stop looking into it. Like, you know, it's their way of saying like, yeah, this is happening. But if we stopped testing, we wouldn't know it was happening. So why don't we just go back to not knowing it was happening? And it's like, well, yeah, that's, not, that's not a solution. No, those are the same people that say more people die of the flu every year than COVID-19, which is not true, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's I kind think, of 
for a while it was fun going on Twitter and like reading through because I'm big into now seeing like what's the next wave of QAnon like what are they gonna do now now that like Trump clearly isn't still the president and Biden isn't in jail and Pelosi isn't dead like what's their next move gonna be and they've kind of they've moved away from American politics and now they're just now it's tough because now they're full anti-mass. Like now they're full anti-lockdown. All of that energy that was directed towards Trump and pedophiles is now directed towards like open up these businesses or we'll fucking kill you. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I'm just so, I think everybody is just so done with it that, that you're right. If this, if this variant comes and it takes even more people and they, and they literally have to shut stuff down you're going to start seeing people like fighting. There's going to be murders. Like it's, it's just, people are so sick of this that like, I mean, I haven't seen a person without a mask in public, but I think if I did, I'd lose my fucking mind. Especially when it's cold. Right. Cause this is the mm-hmm. first time where we've had this lockdown shit and we're, we're, we are literally stuck. Yeah. Like it's minus 22. So you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to the bar. You can't go like, to a friend's house and you can't really even be outside or you'll die from freezing right so it's just sort of like okay now i fully am stuck in this fucking place so yeah so now when spring and summer comes it's gonna be people are just gonna be like i'm out i'm leaving i'm just getting out now i don't care yeah oh well we'll figure i mean either we'll all die from it yeah um which doesn't even seem that bad anymore no, I'm like, seriously, like, come on. The human race has proved that we don't need to be here anymore. We've, we've, we've proven over and over again, we're awful. I think we've proven that we're awesome, you know, but I think, <laughs> I think our time, it's better to burn, you know, like, I mean, you know, it's better to burn out than fade away, even as a species. It's better for us to just all die right now and then have an alien uh, species come later and go, holy fuck, were these guys cool? than to just have us fight it out amongst ourselves, destroy everything that, you know, like we need to, we need to all die out now of a pandemic so that we leave some record of our existence behind for others, you know, for the next alien crew to come by and go, Holy fuck. The dead baby bear podcast. This was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I found this old laptop and I downloaded some, uh, what the humans called podcasts. (laughs) It's just it them is kind of, talking. It is kind of crazy because there is just so much like, uh, like everything is filmed now. Every there's pictures of everything. Like we have so much stuff that like in a thousand years people can look back and see exactly how we lived. Like we don't have that from a thousand years ago. We have like books and like stories and stuff like that, but we don't have film of like how they lived in 1555. But now they have like film of everything, and it's yeah too much of it they wait there's way too much content out there yeah and nobody's it's all gonna go in the trash like the future doesn't care about the past generally so they're not gonna look back 500 years from now and like look through your old instagram posts or what they're not gonna give a shit you know like but it is kind of weird to think like your great grandkids would like tell me about kathleen like well let's check her social media feed from Mm -hmm. 200 years ago and it's like, oh, she was dirty. Here's her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I also, I got so annoyed this week with that Bernie Sanders meme with him wearing mittens. 
oh, yeah. at the inauguration. And I, I just was just like, there's no creativity anymore. Like it's everything is just a recycled joke. And it was like, there were a couple funny ones, but eventually people were just putting him at, at the last supper or like in a, in any photo and be like, look how funny I am. Look how funny I am. Like you're not funny or creative at all. And that, there's no creativity left. Like now we have TikTok and all they do is just redo things over and over and over. It's a trend now. It's, there's no creativity. It's like, it's, it's gross. Like there's, we, we also sort of like, we force people to be cool with it too. Like if Bernie had any problem with that, people would have been like, fuck you. He made $1.8 million for charity, which was cool. Yeah. He, yeah. He, what do you got there? What are you swatting at? Adam snoring on the couch. <laughs> yes. Put your pap on. Put your pap on. Yeah, poor Adam. <laughs> He's like, he has to wear his mask all day at work. Like he can't take it off ever. And then when he gets back to his room, he has to put on his uh... pap mask. It's like he's just he's the new phantom of the opera. He's constantly in a mask. Just CPAP or work pap. <laughs> yeah, oh but he's on God. he's on his days off now, so he can be mask free in our house. <laughs> when do you think you'll are you gonna do when's your next comedy show? Do you have anything coming up? Anything lined up? Any big shows to promote? Well, we did have a show maybe that you and I are both on on February 13th in Calgary, but now they're saying that AHS may not let it go through, so it'll just get postponed. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you don't have anything. I did an online, I did an online show for the comic strip. How was that? Um, in a studio, it was in like a, a studio setup. So it was weird because it, like, you, you know, you're standing on a fake stage, um, and there's like the comic strip backdrop logo behind you. You got a microphone, and there's like four big TV screens in front of you on gallery so you can see everybody's face yeah and um so it, it actually simulates a comedy club fairly well and then there's like they, they had this speaker right in front of you that was all their laughter being pumped into one speaker <laughs> like you felt like you were killing all the time like this the speaker was just so loud with laughs like there was times where i was looking at the faces and none of them were really doing anything uh, but then this woofer was just pumping in like, and I was like, is it, are these laughs really happening? Or is this <laughs> like, are these canned laughs? And I'm just like moving through the jokes with extremely high confidence, even though I should be like fighting for my life because the crowd actually hates it. I kind of uh, like how that sounds better than like standing in my living room with a ring light talking to no one. I like I I'd much rather at least you feel like a little bit more like you're in an actual show when you're like in a studio and things like, like I that sounds a lot better than your own personal in-house Zoom show. But even even in that scenario, it's like okay, the production value is better, but then the cost of production is so high that what's the point? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what everyone's people have been asking. Are, are you doing Zoom shows? Are you done Zoom shows? I'm like, yeah, but they don't pay anything. Like they don't pay anything because nobody's making money because like people aren't clamoring to pay $20 a ticket to sit and watch a comedy show at home that lags, that is weird, that is odd. Like no, there's, you know, there's not that many people showing up to these shows. And you, like, if you have seven comics on a show, no, everyone's getting like 25, 50 bucks. Like it's, 
it's but you not could, like <laughs> you could make decent money like if you put on like hey if you just put on facebook and twitter and tiktok and instagram like i'm doing a show this saturday the kathleen mcgee show and it's five bucks a ticket and you're just doing it in your house you could make money doing that you know once or twice you could yeah once or twice but it's not a year of shows <laughs> it's not like working on the, you know like it's just it's not it's not the same because everyone wants to convince me that it's it's great but it's not <laughs> things suck you how many of you, how many have you done have you done how many have you done i've done about three yeah uh, one was brutal one was just like it was my first one and it was awful uh the other one wasn't too bad and then the one i did for rumors i actually had fun doing but i just kind of like had two glasses of wine and just pretended like nothing mattered <laughs> yeah so like yeah but it's still it's not the same as being in a room with people and like it's very it's it's depressing because you're like I don't even know when we're, we're going to be able to do that ever again yeah well because like doing comedy live there's a whole bunch of like in case of emergency break glass things you can do in front of a live audience you know like yeah. if you're failing there's like five or six things that you can just kind of pull out of your ass to start doing better than, but when you're doing an online show, there's like no fire extinguishers around. It's just like, if you're failing, you're just failing. Like there's no, you know, you can go like, Hey, look at Mickey, look at, um, you know, Mickey Thompson there. Cause you, they can see their names. Uh, but th- now Mickey Thompson's laughing because you just said Mickey Thompson. Yeah. Um, but everybody else is like, who the fuck's Mickey Thompson? So like, y- there's no, you know, like on the last show that I did for the comic strip, I said a lady's name and then she started like screaming and put her hands in the air. And I'm like, it's not the fucking price is right. Like you're not, <laughs> you've, won, you've won nothing. You're not coming on. Down. There's nothing. You're just sitting in your goddamn living room. But yeah, they paid like 15 bucks a ticket and they sold 175 tickets. Right. So there, it's, you know, but the production cost was so high that it's like, well, there, you know, there's a lot of money in that, but then big deal. Yeah, it just exactly. Goes, it goes to the guys with the headsets. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> ah, I've already we'll like. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that show in Calgary. Just fuck it. We should be the anti-mask comics. That's our fucking gravy train. Forget <laughs> about this. Make America laugh again. We could just be the comics that are like. We're going to the bar and we're doing a fucking show. Oh, then we'd be those comics. Are, if, you like, if you like your comedy tinged with freedom. <laughs> and just let them come, you know? I mean, that's a, not a bad idea. I just have lost just, all, like, <laughs> ambition. <laughs> we just need to flip our politics. That's the problem. We're just another couple of stupid liberal yahoos. That's true. In a sea of liberal yahoos trying to do comedy, if we just flipped it and we were just like fucking dumbass woke shit, look at these woke losers. I'd oh, rather just another guy tape this podcast not white. in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just tape this podcast in person because it's this is good, but it's not as fun when we're not in the same room. No, because we're not the same level of high either. That's the problem. Like when we're together. <laughs> we there's like we're on the same drug and we've done about the same amount yeah you know but on this we're sort of like i've actually tailed off on my marijuana use because i've kind of just in the last couple weeks realized my memory is fucking terrible (laughs) 
and I don't know if it's marijuana or just life, but there's been a couple moments in the last couple of weeks where I'll just lose a word and I don't get it back until I Google it. And then I'm like, yep. how the f- did I lose zucchini? <laughs> We're getting old and we've done a lot of damage to our brains. How did I like, lose? I, like, I, I, you know, I've lost zucchini before, but then I was able to go, what the fuck is that stew cucumber? You and Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> that cucumber that you can use in stews. It's a zucchini, you- and then it'll pop back. Ah, zucchini. But this time, I literally didn't get zucchini back. I couldn't get it back into my brain. I lost that it. That happens to me all the time. I'm like, there's so many times where I can't think of words. There's so I drop everything. Like, I dropped... What did I drop? I dropped a carton of milk in the kitchen today. I dropped this. I, I'm like dropping it. I'm like this old fucking woman now. I'm like, this is what COVID, why COVID sucks. Because I was still feeling cool and like young, like in 2019. But 2020 has showed me I'm an old fucking woman. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. this old woman. There's nothing like, there's nothing to look forward to. There's like, the only thing I look forward to is getting older. But you're on like apps for children. Like that's that's gonna that's gonna make you feel old. Is like fucking or being you know being almost forty and fucking around on TikTok with a bunch of nine year olds. I'm not even good. really on there. Like I I I haven't been on it for a couple like a week or so, other than to put our TikTok stuff up. But yeah, no, it's true. Like you do feel old when you sub- surround yourself with the youth. But like I, I don't know. I just like this is that the pandemic has really showed me. I'm like no no no. You're gonna be forty this year. It's it's you're hitting the down the downhill part of your life imagine getting like accidentally pregnant during a pandemic that's a oh tough my god no. that's a toughie. that one hurts i don't want to get pregnant I'm, at all i'm pregnant and you're like now you're pregnant like we got to put a fucking mask on this baby as soon as it comes out like when does this baby now i got to worry about baby masks and diapers oh my god and did you not see that they were telling that there were some people which is another thing some everybody's getting different information some people are saying if you're pregnant you should not take the vaccine and others are saying it's perfectly fine so now we're going to get all these people that are afraid to have vaccine babies you know like cuz nobody knows Nobody knows if it's going to affect uh, give birth defects or cause autism or whatever they they say things like this do. But I mean, look at thalidomide. All those women were told to take thalidomide for uh, morning sickness, and then they get flipper babies. <laughs> oh, is that what they were called? Old <laughs> fucking flipper babies. Thalidomide babies are the ones that had like no fingers and like a lot of bad deep birth bo- defects. imagine like imagine that first ultrasound where the doctor's like it's a boy <laughs> it's a dolphin but, i mean it's a boy but oh boy is it ever it's kind of a boy what do you mean kind of it's about a half a boy it's a half a boy <laughs> that's the thing though like i mean if i was pregnant right Those now as boys. much as i as much as i'm like a back the nader i kind of would be a little bit hesitant to take it because nobody knows yeah, no babies I'm, have been born from it but you might take it and just be like hopefully either the baby's fine or it's dead and then i didn't <laughs> either way science aborted my baby what do you think of that bill gates <laughs> i would adopt if i was gonna have kids at this point adoption because i adopted Not- dogs and it worked out so i'll adopt kids <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> I don't know though. 
I think you'd you'd be surprised to have a little tiny McGee running around. No, I just like I. First of all, I'm too old. There's too many cha- uh, chances for bad things to happen. And uh, well, women always say that, but I don't believe them. I think you can still do it. You know? <laughs> Why do you want me to have a baby so bad? <laughs> I just think that you know your pen. You seem to be just down. because Wendy's gone does not mean you have to take her place. <laughs> <laughs> Was Wendy, was Wendy big into Kathleen having babies? She did for a while, and then she realized like that was like a, a lost cause. When she but but my mom also was very happy that I followed my dreams and went after things I wanted to do more than like had a family. Yeah, <laughs> because no, she good. my yeah, mom stopped walked, doing the things she dream. wanted to do. That's true. But you walked my your mom, dream right off a fucking cliff, you know, just like the t- both of us did. You it's followed true. your dreams and then your dreams fell off a cliff and then you jumped off the cliff and hoped to catch up to your dreams, but they were falling at the same rate you were and they jumped three seconds earlier, so you never did. Oh, <laughs> isn't that too bad? But what was your what was your mom's dreams? Did she because that's the thing too, is a lot of parents um ha- have that animosity or resentment towards their kids. Oh, yeah, for, my mom had that. I had to take care of you guys instead of following my dreams, and it's like, okay. Let's get real. What were the chances that those dreams were fucking coming true, you fat ballerina? <laughs> she she was working in television, and then she got pregnant, and uh, she had to have babies instead. Right, like she would have been fucking Connie Chung if she didn't get knocked up. Let's get. Serious. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think the same I thing's true for this. I'm not even talking about Wendy specifically. I'm just saying, like, even for the average person that resents their kids for like you know i had you and then i couldn't follow my dreams like you were those dreams weren't happening anyway relax and then you get to live live in this weird bubble where it would have happened you know like all of your dreams would have if you hadn't had children your not only would you have followed your dreams they would have all come true would have all happened all of it but i i I don't regret not having kids like i love the life that i've had i've gotten to do cool things that if i had gotten married at 25 and had kids I would have never ever done I would have never done so like I'm happy that I didn't have kids I'm not like sitting here like upset that I don't have children like I it is possible for humans to not want to have kids Sean <laughs> like it's the thing like there are actually oh, people that. that don't feel the need to re reproduce themselves to, to add to this shit to this world <laughs> just another snore on the couch <laughs> Just another snore around the couch. Your baby's got the same collapsing throat as Adam. <laughs> I have a short esophagus, so our kid would have some sort of throat problem. A short esophagus? <laughs> like when I was a kid, I used to puke all the time. If I got upset, I'd puke. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's an awesome superpower where, like, if you. It's also like if. Such good blowjobs. I got a shortest time. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I have no <laughs> idea why I give good blowjobs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't know if I do give good blowjobs. No, I just. Oh, I don't know why I have such a gift. <laughs> exactly. There's not too many girls out there that are like, I'm not good at it. It's just it's weird. There's girls out there that don't enjoy doing it or don't want to ever do it. Yeah, of course. Why not? You know, it's why like. Why not? It's like the old Louis C.K. joke of like, you know, like nobody wants to suck their husband's dick. 
you know, it like is, if a stranger at a bar, sure. But your husband's dick, like eh, a guy you just played bridge with, nah. <laughs> it is weird what humans do. It is really weird that humans have figured out that putting other genitals in their mouths is something that we should do for fun. Like, I think if you asked a normal person that didn't know anything about sex, they'd just be like, what the fuck? I remember as a kid. And the first time I ever saw a blowjob, we found like ravine porn. You know, and like you find a porn that someone has hidden in the ravine. And we found this ravine porn. Ravine and I, <laughs> you never heard that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ravine, you've, there's a term called ravine porn. I always called it, I called it ravine porn. Hold yeah, on. I gotta... Stuff you find in a bush. Yes, bush porn. But yeah, no, that sounds too real. Like I'm, I'm talking about, we found ravine porn. Was it like VHF? Was it like homemade porn that was on tape? No, it was a uh, magazine. It was a box of like porn magazines that some other kids leave in the ravine so the other kids can go oh. look at the porn because oh, okay. they're not going to leave it in your house for your parents to find. So we right. had ravine porn and I was looking at it and we were looking through it and I saw a picture of a woman with a penis in her mouth and I, I was like disgusted. I was like, he, pe- <laughs> he pees out of that. Why would she put that in her mouth? She doing drink water you don't need to take them <laughs> you don't need to drink piss. yeah no like it's weird but then like you get older and you start doing that weird shit and you're like what the fuck my younger self would be very upset with myself dick's, dick's an acquired taste <laughs> you know i still think butts are gross and i can't believe that that's become a thing it's always been a thing like cavemen it's, were doing you know cavemen were eating ass Mm, I don't know if they were eating ass. They probably weren't no. that progressive. No, I guess you're right. I mean, they were eating a lot of dirty things, but not ass. Like they were probably eating like infected meat all day, but then they'd look at ass and go, no, thanks. But even like when I was in my 20s, like if I, I don't, I can't recall very many men <laughs> that wanted to do that or asked me to, but now it's like everybody like literally puts it in their profile. I eat ass. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird that people admit to putting their mouths on a poo hole and say that they enjoy it. That's weird. That's fucking weird. Jim, see, Jim is, has this look on his face like it's a case-by-case basis. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never see that face because he I'm puts not dead baby eat, I won't eat any ass. I won't but eat some. any and all ass. It's go on an ass-by-ass basis. I mean, that's the I mean, I... Is. I have a bidet now, so I have a very edible ass, I guess, because it's quite clean all the time, but <laughs> I still very wouldn't. Edible ass. I have an edible ass. <laughs> but I would never expect anyone to eat my ass. I think it's weird. Well, you have a very short ass. Like you have a very short <laughs> anal could... tube? Yeah, your anal tube is so short. <laughs> is that what it's called? You could shit at any moment. Is it pulling? <laughs> It just falls out of me. When I get upset, I shit myself. <laughs> we have another. We got another cat now, so now we have three cats. I saw that. Where did you get that cat from? Some fucking lady. Some fucking lady. And that's the thing. You have to like to even to get a cat. You have to like inter like do a job interview. You know. I remember, like in Vancouver, my friend was trying to adopt a dog, and she got rejected four times. Like through an interview process, so she eventually just went to a breeder and bought one. That makes sense because I did 
like they they asked that I be there too. It's like, well, we mm-hmm. need your husband to be there. It's like your husband. What the fuck? Why do I need to be at this cat job interview? <laughs> and then they'd ask questions like, "How do you discipline cats? You know, what's your what's your cat discipline strategy?" Uh, and I'm like, I don't fucking what? Like sometimes you tell them to shut up. That's how you discipline cats, right? Like you can't get physical with them. You can't beat them or hit them with a, anything. No, don't don't get physical with your cats. I blame Luca Magnata for all this. Uh, mm. All these, because he's the one that kept adopting kittens and killing them. <laughs> <laughs> people like that. I think it's just like people like to, you know. W- it, for you to be like a person who takes cats in um, there's a part of you that wants to kind of have that mini power trip of being able to decide who gets that cat. Like you took it in for six weeks and raised it and gave it all its shots and did a bunch of shit. And now you get to kind of sit in judgment of somebody and be like, Hmm, I don't know if you're the right fit. And it's like, what do you mean the right fucking fit? We're human beings. We want a cat. That's the right. I got to be that person once. You got to be the bitch that was like, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're right. I don't know if it's a great fit. What do you mean a great fucking fit? Like, what is this cat? Anti-Semitic? Is it a Holocaust denier? You can tell that through its meowing pattern. Like, I fostered kittens and I got to judge the people that came in. Hmm. But I, but I, like, they all they would say is like, do you think that this cat and everyone that they asked, I said, yes, this person would be fine. But one woman came and she was on a job, a cat interview. And there was three really cute kittens. And well, two, cause I adopted one, but there was two really cute kittens. And she's like, no, no, I don't like these ones. I'm like, what? Like, you don't like these ones? Like you're being selective over ki- How would you not like a kitten? Like what the fuck did this kitten do? Because here's the thing about that. That's racist right There's cat, there is cat racism where you're like they were no, black and white cats i like gray cats over yeah. white cats like what are you talking about the cat like the cat is a what if its temperament is horrible i have so a friend like, that's very cat racist because she only has gray. orange cats that's dumb i have a friend that only has orange cats and only likes orange cats she says she likes all cats but i'm like hm, you only get excited about orange cats <laughs> 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 you're a cat racist i think it is cat racism and i i'm i'm not i don't like that and you it's know. really funny but like when you do meet somebody that bought buys a cat from a breeder like that is the most cat racist person they want a specific cat that they're willing to go and spend like a thousand dollars and go to a breeder to get that specific cat yeah. i kind of feel i get it more with dogs because i understand because like sometimes you want a big dog or a small dog but cats are cats they are the only thing you could really say is like, I want a short haired cat or a long haired cat. Like, I guess that would be the one thing. Or you can be but, the, weirdo, the weirdo that gets hairless. That's like the female version of the male pit bull owner. You know, the girl that gets the hairless <laughs> cat. The girl that gets the fucking hairless cat. And everybody's like, it looks weird. And they're like, but, but I can see beyond. Oh my I'm God. They're always. The person that can see beyond the outside. And reach in and see the beauty within this fucking freaky, gross-ass cat. They're always like, I'm so edgy. Look at this cat that I have. I have the weird-looking cat. You're so superficial. You need fur. That's great. But I don't. (laughs) 
I like, I, to, I like to pet some fucking waxed testicles all night. The very first apartment I had, it was like in this like uh, complex called Strathern Heights. There was all these like little blocks and there were four apartments in each block. And there was like, so you'd enter this thing, you'd either go upstairs to one of the two or downstairs. And I was in the downstairs and the person above me had one of those hairless cats and it would always get out. And one day I was leaving and this hairless cat was just like, I, I didn't expect to see it. And it was just sitting on the stairs looking at me. And I screamed. That cat was fucking creepy. It, 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 like, it, it, it is a gremlin show. It is gross. They yeah. are weird looking. The I only, know. I guess, you know what? I did buy a cat once that was a breed cat. I just realized that. Well, you went to that little slave trade show and picked out your favorite? No, I went, I wanted a munchkin kitten. So munchkins are cats with short legs. What? And I ask? got a munchkin. <laughs> she was the what cutest happened? cat you, ever. And did you keep it through its entire life? Yeah. That's the one that my, I think I told the story of like when I moved to Toronto, I couldn't take it. So my mom had it. And then I was working and I was on the streetcar and she called and said, we had to put your cat down today. And I was sad, but she said, don't worry. I got a picture of her for you. So I was, like, I was happy until she sent me the picture because right. it was a picture of her holding the dead cat. So right. yeah, that that was that, the Munchkin kitten. <laughs> yeah, you've definitely told me that story before, probably on this podcast. Yeah. And I think it was too too soon after your mom's passing for me to make any kind of like what the fuck reference, you know? Now you can. Now you can. So I think at that time I was like, oh, well, that sounds like a great. That's wonderful. <laughs> that nice that your mom. It was worse. But now I was I crying and laughing at the same time. I think we can dig into the deep, like that doesn't make sense, right? To show somebody a picture of their dead. It's like if when you open the obituaries, it's not them dead, right? It's a picture of them 10 years before they died at a picnic. Yeah. yeah. It's never no, like- No, thank God you, you don't know, take a picture of the dead person and publish it. Should fucking, I want to put that in my will. Well, like when I die, my obit picture in the Edmonton Journal is going to be me dead. Dead. Just a picture of my face- absolutely fucking dead and uh my but pose me in like put me in a place where i liked to be when i was living i don't want my family to to like uh spread my ashes i want them to take me around while i decompose you want to like weekend at bernie's but like make yeah. it a half a six months with the glucombers yeah <laughs> <laughs> just take me all over the place and i start to reek and fall apart grandpa and, sean really smells bad why did we have to take him on the plane? We had to buy an extra seat for him. He's disgusting, old Grandpa Sean. Well, this this was in his will. He wanted us to spread his ashes, and oh God, I don't know. We'll be fine. One day this pandemic will be over. You're gonna you're gonna take off on OnlyFans. Yeah, that's what I figured. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm very, I sporadically post on there. <laughs> I'm sure people don't feel like they're getting their money's worth, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. No refund. Shit like that, because then you lose people and you're like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Oh, I had 50 followers at one point. Now I have 20 because I haven't been posting very often. And I, I think I told you too, like some guy sent me a message like, you know, I, I, I'm not going to follow you anymore because you don't post enough content. And I'm like, Okay, bye. Take what you want me to do. Well, that's I'm like, 
passive aggressive guy code of like i'll follow you if you show me your tits more yeah i'll pay you the money if you're gonna put it out there bitch (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. i just now i just really want my goat farm i still i've wanted it for a while but i really want it now well all you got to do is sell that's what that's what i've loved about this um you know the kind of uh the melvin hedge fund and like gamestop is how many people are all of a sudden like a literally a financial advisor on Facebook and Twitter now where like, (laughs) I never heard them talk about finances at all. And now they're like, well, it's pretty basic. Here's what you do. And it's like, no, here's what you don't do. Cause you're, you live with your dad. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, experts now because they read one article. Like it's, I know for a fact that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because I know (laughs) where you live. I watched The Big Short last night, so I know exactly what's going on. Yeah, I watched The Big Short, and I still don't get it. <laughs> That's me. Like, you can educate me and educate me, and I still won't get it. I still don't understand how numbers work, or how money works. I don't get it at all. It's pretty basic. You earn it, and then it's yours. And then, you know, <laughs> it's the earning it part that sucks. we should do like um we should both go back to school what would you be like if you could just take four years off and go back to school and be something else what would it be um maybe if it only took four years and it wasn't hard i'd be a lawyer but i'd want to be like one of those fun lawyers (laughs) like i wouldn't want to be a boring lawyer just doing boring lawyer law i want to do like i want to be like criminal law or like crazy stuff yeah, you could be like, um, you could specialize in, you know, just being the only person willing to represent this pedophile. <laughs> and then just come into court all light and fun and like, how's it going, guys? You know, like, no, talking to the jury. Like, I don't want to be a murder defense lawyer. I just want to be able to say things like, well, I guess that's a murder. I want to say like, objection. <laughs> and I want to say, if it does not fit, you must acquit. Like, cause I watched like some documentaries about that and just like watching how he came up with that. And I was like, that's crazy. Johnny ass fucking Cochran, you know, but there's a new Netflix documentary series called trial by media. And it's all these different trials that the media really like affected and like really like the Jenny Jones murders and murder. And like uh, this other one where a guy shot white guy shot four black guys that he said, we're going to beat him up on a subway and like it's i don't know it's interesting (laughs) yeah i mean the media doesn't give a shit right they just like put something out there and then if people are interested then they're like okay let's dig a little deeper on this and like you know but yeah i think i remember that case where it was like a white guy that killed four black guys and said like you know oh yeah they were gonna beat me up on the subway and i was scared for my life and then people kind of were like yeah i mean that makes sense yeah it's interesting that I'd never heard that story before. And they were like, you know, he was sort of a hero for a bit. Yeah. And then he said something that pissed off a lot of people. And he basically said, no, I murdered those kids. Like I am a bad person. I should be punished. But also I was terrified for my life. Like I, and it, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's interesting. I think he admitted at some point to being like racist or had some kind of history of racism or something. And then it was like, oh, okay. This guy went on there to kill. Yeah. What would you be? Wait, if you could go back to school, would you be a dentist? (laughs) A dentist? I don't know. I think I would be like, I think I'd like to be like a psychiatrist. 
and just sit and listen to people talk all day, you would hate that. You hate customer service. Being a psychiatrist is the biggest customer service. No, 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 no. What you're talking about, like listening to somebody prattle on about their bullshit. And then at the end, you say, okay, thank you for coming in. We'll see you next Tuesday. And then somebody's like, here's 250 for that. And you're yeah, like, that's oh, what you want to do. All right. Like somebody's yeah, I wouldn't mind having people like just listening, being paid handsomely for it. And then uh, Googling, you know, whatever I think they might have, and then giving them the appropriate pills for that. <laughs> or maybe I think I'd be the psychiatrist who gives everybody oxy. <laughs> Listen, this stuff is great. <laughs> and then people would be very happy with my practice. They'd be like, you I have really good Yelp reviews. Ever since I started taking the pills, Dr. Sean told me to take, I've noticed Why don't my you become a pharmacist. I don't know. I don't like pharmacists because then that's a lot of old people and their knee stuff. And they're, you know, then I got women talking to me about vagina problems. <laughs> Does this one make your pussy lips? Is this the, and they're like, oh, fuck. God. That's disgusting. I think psychiatry is where it's at. You just listen to problems and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This reminds me of another one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you the oxy. That's the I'll be your lawyer. I'll be your lawyer when uh, you get sued for something <laughs> for giving to me people oxy. But I think it's too yeah, if I could go back to school, I think that's what I would do is like psychiatry or something. I sometimes I often think about like being a police officer for some reason. Cuz I think it's like easy enough and it's a career and you're sort of like in this brotherhood of like yeah we're fucking bros and we're taking shit off the streets. And then if I'm ever in trouble, I can just steal some of the drugs. <laughs> I, that's what I would be. I'd be that cop that was letting everybody off, but taking their shit as well. Like, Hey guys, cool it. quit, cool it. Like quit dealing drugs here. Give me all that money in that Coke. Ah, and then I'd leave. <laughs> and then I just say, You'd be guilt-free because you just saved them 15 years in prison. They're not going to tell anybody that that happened. And then you've got Coke and cash all the time, you know? That is true. Nobody's going <laughs> to report a cop for stealing my cocaine. <laughs> that cop stole my cocaine. So I think I'd do that. I think I'd be maybe a police officer. Maybe, yeah, that wouldn't be bad, I don't think. Like a cop, you know? I don't think I'd I like to be on the beat. I'd like to be like a homicide detective. You really would want to be the first person to show up at a murder scene? Um, yeah, why not? You think you can handle like walking in and like, like seeing like someone slashed up? I don't think it's like in the movies. I think it's like, it's usually just somebody slumped over a bed and there's No, have you not seen crime scene photos? Yeah, but that's a once in a career kind of thing where it's like, and she was, her entrails were tied around the alarm clock. Um... That happens like once or zero times in your career. Like the ones that I would show up to would just be like, oh, there he is. Frankie's dead. You're like, looks like a heart attack, but it might not be. Call Sean. Like, Call Detective Sean. I'd, I'd go to the ones that were like, we're not sure. I'd be the shitty homicide detective where they're like, send him to the ones that are probably natural causes, but might not be. Like send him to that rocking chair with a dead guy in it. You want to be a detective. You don't want to be a police officer. 
No, but I think you have to put in like five years of um, given tickets before they'll look at you for homicide. Really? That's the reason. Not even if you just go in and say, I just want to be in homicide. Hi there. I just kind of, yeah, that's like being the comedian that shows up to his first open mic. And they're like, I, I think I'm only interested in headlining, actually. I have a, I have eight hours of material. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny know. just to show up at the cop shop. Hi, I'm interested in homicide work or homicide work. Hi, I want to be a homicidal detective. Like, okay, <laughs> well, learn to say it and then we'll give you the a- application form. Have you ever no, read the book, The Giver? um no no it's like one of my favorite books from like uh like it's like i think i read it in junior high it's about like that like the future it's like a like this different time or whatever but uh so there's a person there and his role is called the giver and he gives everyone their job like every he just meets them when they're young and he says oh you're going to be a good doctor you're going to be a doctor and then like there are women that are just birthers. They just become mothers because they're very maternal. And then there are people that like, so everyone is just given their job and that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, like, I kind of think they need to start doing that because there's so many people in the world that, that think they're good at their job and they're not. <laughs> they're really bad at it. I had this weird epiphany that, you know, I realized that I've kind of indirectly looked down on service industry people, not because I look down on them, but because, I end up having to like defend them in conversation when people are like, you know, oh fucking whatever. It's a, you know, it's for kids anyway. Like it's not, you're not supposed to make a living. And then I'm like, fuck you. Like these people deserve respect and dignity and a living wage. And like, but I guess just in defending them, I'm kind of putting them down a little bit. Like I'm kind of saying that like, you know, they deserve respect, even though they're doing that stupid job. But then I realized like, if I worked alongside them, I would be worse than they are. You know, like I'd be, I'd be the shitty person at Walmart who didn't know all the buttons. And then this like lady would come over who normally I'd be like, oh, come on, cut her some slack. That poor old lady, $14 an hour. Oh my God. How does she make it? And then she comes over to my till and, you know, I'm like, I can't get the, I can't get the chocolate bar. It doesn't have a barcode. And then she's like, it's seven, nine, eight, seven, eight, three. And then she just fucking types it in and i'm like oh my god this bitch is higher on the life pole than i am you know i'm this people people think that their that service jobs are easy but i mean i worked at starbucks for uh and it is an easy job a monkey could do it but like it it is funny when someone comes in and they're like oh you can't like here's an example starbucks people that order extra hot no foam are you fucking dumb like do you know how much milk gets wasted <laughs> when I got an extra hot no foam your fucking milk? Like it's so annoying. Like there's just like people everybody should have to work in a service industry job at least once in their life. I love the so fact they get the feeling. Stuck on that. I love that you're stuck on extra hot no foam. You're like I hate it. Drive me fucking crazy. Hi, can I get extra hot no foam? You fucking like you're just enraged by this fairly innocuous order type. Extra when hot people milk. order that, I judge them hard. You don't and need extra hot anything. That's the thing. You don't need extra. No. Hi, can I get my tortillas hotter than normal? You don't need anything to be hotter than it normally is when it's served normally. No, that's right? just a, a stupid person. <laughs> Hi, can you come but over yeah, I here think everybody the torch and, and hit the top of my throat? Thank you. Just <laughs> you know. Can, Hi, can you make everything taste like nothing for the next five days? I'd like extra hot, no foam. So I can't taste my wife's cooking for a week. And also, if you're 
you're getting a latte, a part of a latte is foam, you dumb bitch. <laughs> is it Sorry. usually men or women or what? Because women seem to be more of an extra hot milk foam kind of crap. That is a, that is a woman thing. That is definitely more with like, and I've restud a lot and that's a big lady thing. The guy thing is like, they don't know what they're doing. And then they're like, well, have one of those. Uh, uh, I always called the caramel macchiatos. I call yeah. those the dude. Cause that's what guys yeah. always order. Cause they think it's, it's not, there's no caramel in it except for on top. These fucking guys, they don't even know there's no <laughs> caramel in it. Like, I like how you're like secretly judging everybody, you know? Oh, I judge the shit. Hey, if I have to, if I work in the service industry, you best believe I'm judging you when you order. Did you ever like guess a person's order before they came up? Was that ever a gift you had? Oh, like the dude, I could guess the dude almost every time. Yeah. But girls, just some very- guy that walks in looking very confused. I'm like, oh, you can order the dude. And they always just regular, Just a coffee. I just like, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite Starbucks guys. I just want a coffee. Just get, you know, Why are you at Starbucks? and they're like, well, do you want a pike? What? And they're like, I, I don't fuck. Just give me a, re- just give me a fucking coffee. And you know, they're like, okay, but you still have to say what kind of fucking coffee. Like, you know, they act like Starbucks. I'm here to take Starbucks down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> like as, as if the lady right in front of you made up all the names as if it wasn't a marketing firm that made 80 million to come up with those fucking names. You're going to take it out on the lady at the till. Like, I don't want any of your frilly bullshit. And I'll have a large, cause I don't know what mente is. Yeah. Large, a big one, not the biggest, but not a little one. It's We're actually walking into Starbucks and asking for a large double, double. You ignorant swine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a large double, double. You're at Starbucks, sir. You'll have a mente coffee with two creams and two sugars. You know what I would do to those customers at the drive-thru? I'd be like, okay, just drive through, sir. And then when they came to the window, I'd be like, yeah, no, drive right on through. Drive <laughs> you right on deserve- through. Get the fuck out of here. You didn't earn it. <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> I love that people that drink Starbucks think that they are better than people that drink Tim Hortons because they spend a lot more money on their coffee. You just don't notice, right? You just don't notice. No, but that. like, I think that like, if you, I've heard people make fun of people that drink Tim Hortons coffee because they're Starbucks coffee, which is actually really bad coffee. But Starbucks, if you're going to get a fancy coffee, it's going to be about $6, but it's only like $3 at Tim Hortons. So I think people drink Starbucks for the status, which Starbucks knows because when I went to coffee university, they had a whole thing about the, how the white cup is a status symbol. I'm like, good Lord, what is happening in this world? Oh my God, it's a status symbol for fuck's yeah. sake. You had to go to Coffee University. They didn't oh, even sure call I it did. they didn't even call it Coffee College, which would have been easier. No. They were like, no, we're Coffee College is for Tim Hortons. Coffee we're U. Coffee University. <laughs> you have your bachelor's degree in fucking tea. Oh my <laughs> How long were you there for? Like, did you have to do it for a week or a month? Oh no, I would when I lived in Toronto, I worked at Starbucks almost the whole time almost for four years wow that that is a really interesting place to work because they act, it is actually a really good place to work because uh they do put you through a really good training program and like they do like in toronto at least it was good because there were a million starbucks there so i could get time off very easily like if i had to go do shows or stuff like i could say i need uh someone to take this shift and they had they had people that literally their job was just to rotate around the starbucks in toronto and pick up shifts but uh, 
It wasn't mm. the worst place I've ever worked, that's for sure. But the people that come into Starbucks are awful. I guess so. But some you're but, never gonna you Tom Cruise is never gonna come into a Tim Hortons, right? No, he came into my Starbucks. I know, I know. So that's what oh, I mean. Okay. <laughs> that was the only reason that you were able to have that time with Tom Cruise. He wasn't gonna come into Tim Hortons for a fucking medium latte, you know, like he's a Starbucks. Kinnear came in like for a month straight when he was filming the Kennedys in Toronto. He came into our Eric saw him every day. Son of a bitch. And that man has some striking blue eyes. <laughs> I'm just like Huh. Greg Kinnear. Well, I think you did. I think you're done your time. You can leave now. Yeah, I uh, think you're done. I didn't bring a scratchy ticket. I forgot. I got a scratchy ticket. Oh, you did? Crossword one. Oh, that's oh a huge God. one. That's going to yeah. take forever. I know, but how do I find the fucking thing? Oh, do you do you have the app now? No, I don't have the app, but I was... I, I don't know. How the hell am I going to find out what this is? Well, now you're going to have to scratch oh the whole God. fucking crossword. Why would you get that one? I don't know why I did this. It just like you need I, the app. I said crossword deluxe, and then he's like, <laughs> okay. And then I was like, why did I say that? Because this is like nine pages. This is a book. <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> I don't like the it. Cro- the crossword one actually once fooled me and my mom because. Um, when we were doing it, we got two words and we thought, oh my God, we just won $10,000, but you had to get three. We thought if you just got one word, you would win, but you had to get three. We were so dumb. Did you like, did you, did you celebrate or did you just? Yeah, still... we literally thought we won $10,000 and then we took it in and the guy's like, no, this is not a winner. We're like, but we got two, two words on that one puzzle. He's like, you got to get three. We're like, oh God, <laughs> we're stupid. Oh, what a horrible, that, that means, to, what a horrible way means, to leave 7-Eleven. twice <laughs> in my life, my mom thought she won the lottery and didn't. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, well, she sent you a picture with the dead cat, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for doing this podcast, Kathleen. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks for being here. We'll have you on next week. <laughs> okay. We'll do some bumpers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I sh- I'm going to do random bumpers. Just people on the street, just people at 7-Eleven and just get them to read like, you're listening to Dead Raver Burr. <laughs> get your dad to do one. Hello. You're listening, yeah, to, your... you're listening to Baby's Dead Bear. <laughs> get your dad to do one. Get your kids to do one. You're listening to... No, I can't. My kids. Yeah, they could do one. You can use your kids. Okay. Oh, I'm, sure I could. I'm sure I could. Yeah, you could use your kids. They can do it. All right. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Jim.